The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you. It's Cabinetta Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. Mike Kaplan, the owner of Mr. Wayne's Pop Culture Collectibles, was on to talk about opening during quarantine. He was one of the first stores to have curbside service for toys and then to let customers in. It's a lot to cover. It's a lot to talk about. And we love talking about him. So let's talk to him now. I noticed, Mike, you've copied my beard. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get a little white in there, though. Yeah, I am starting to get a little. No, that means he's starting to copy my beard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Three stages of it's beard going on here. Three stages yeah. of John. Yeah, we're, we're three stages of the same toy collector slowly <laughs> decaying. Yeah, we're like a, like a is, massive snake eating itself. Yeah, which is why Steven only has like 15 figures on his shelf. I know, thank God. That's... That's stage one of the syphilis we call collecting. Yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> I don't know, by that logic, my beard should be like Gandalf's, though. <laughs> right, yeah, you guys should look like old wizards. You do have the, you have the most in length. <laughs> so yeah. It's that much. It's true. <laughs> uh, so you are still in the store. Yes, yes. So, so you, uh, you have told me you have a home. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I, still I, I going to go believe to you have one, but there is yeah. no proof in this podcast whatsoever that you don't no. just live there. No, no, everybody. I have little kids ask me that all the time. Do you just live here? And I'm like, no, I, I do have a home. Right. <laughs> but your dog lives in the back and there's a bathroom. So yeah, I don't see what more. No shower, which is a bit of a problem. I, yeah. Well, in your line of work, not always a problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it's still, always a problem. It's just not always uh, very considerate. Yeah, it's tell. not a law, is what they're saying. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Basic hygiene should just be well, something we can signs. all agree on as a society. Oh, yeah. Well, they have those signs up at Comic-Con that say, be courteous, you know, shower, make sure you brush right. your teeth. Like, they literally have those signs up at Comic-Con, which is always, like, interesting to me. I yeah. wonder if that came from, like, celebrities and stuff being like, you got to do something about <laughs> I can't be standing next to these sweaty nerds all day. <laughs> I'm not coming back for another photo session. Right, right. You the, know, amount, it's like, the amount of pizza grease on the back of my t-shirt by the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't you understand? I was Julian Bashir. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was Winston, the Ghostbuster. Right. I'm the one that the part wasn't written for. Right. Yeah. I'm a big deal. I played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah. Right. And Flash on Justice League at exactly yeah, right. the same time. He was a good Flash. Uh, yeah, he, he was an awesome Flash. He was. And he was now, good and, too, honestly. And now he has a podcast. Oh, he does? I, I think he does. Now. He does now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we've been doing this for a long time. Well, now in quarantine, everybody has a podcast. Yeah. And right, they're all right. about yeah. podcasting. But, Mike, I wanted to talk to you on the podcast because you were one of the first businesses and certainly one of the first geek businesses I knew that opened uh, during quarantine and had various levels of security for so how long when when quarantine hit uh how long did it take you to decide to close how long did 
to decide to take you to reopen? And then how long did it take you to um, open the various sections of the store? Because for a while you were doing curbside. Yeah, so it, it basically came down to the I followed the governor's orders best I could uh, for many reasons. One, it seemed like the safe and right thing to do. And two, I, there was no way I was going to risk a couple, you know, whatever, a $50 sale here and there for my business license. You know what I mean? So I figured just going by what the governor's orders were at the time was always the best thing to do. But the original uh, lockdown really snuck up on us. We, I remember on the uh, maybe the, the, the 15th to the 18th, something like that of March, starting to see that the bars were shutting down and things like that and starting to kind of get word of that, maybe what's happening. But it was March 20th that we got the, the final word that like, this is your last day. This is, this is it. You know, we're all, everybody's, you're not essential. You're shutting down, like shutting down, shutting down. And the, the way the governor's order read was that you weren't allowed to be on the premises if it wasn't for payroll purposes or building maintenance and things like that. So that really, really didn't leave me much reason to be, you know, to be here. Um, we did have our eBay sales and things like that, but you know, it really, it was, it was pretty much a, 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 a dark room for, for a long time there for two full months almost. Uh, so it was, um, we got the notification that I believe it was the 15th of May, we were allowed to do uh, a curbside service, um, which was interesting for us because we had a couple of people with things on order and things like that, that we knew they could pick up. But the general nature of the business is you want to look around and you you're gonna, yeah, exactly. You're going to want to see things that maybe you didn't know, you know, you walk in thinking you want one thing and then you walk out with something completely different because that's just the nature of how these things work. You know, in my case, I I walk in looking for one thing and I walk out with 10 different things. (laughs) It it happens, man. You know, that that I explicitly told both of you, I wasn't going to purchase. You know, know, sometimes you just need a sugar man wave. What can you say? (laughs) I almost, uh, I almost came back to you for blink because I couldn't find blink. And I was like, did I sell Blink to Mike? Because now that's an Age of Apocalypse figure I don't have. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of moving. So I went back to the old house and found her in the back of a box. And it was like, it was like finding gum in your, like gum that hadn't been unwrapped in your jacket. You're like, this is, oh my God, I paid for this and it's still mine. <laughs> yeah, but I blame, uh, this is the man that every, uh, if every listener that asked me, this is the man to blame for Mezco. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's technically not my fault. Uh, Mezco made some really great products and I just yeah. wanted to give them to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Figures you, are awesome. No, you pushed a black Spider-Man and then yeah. a Boris Karloff Frankenstein on me. It yeah, was like, it, it was like cutting my Achilles tendon. <laughs> well, you know, we just wanted to make sure we had a variety, cover all the bases, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And every every little bit of pop culture we could, you know. <laughs> yeah, but your yours was the first one when you did curbside. It was like concierge service because you could get in the front door of your store. And I talked about this on the show when you were doing it. But you put a velvet rope, and yeah. then I know from my perspective, anything I thought of, you just ran around. <laughs> I that was like, was you know, my life. For yeah. about three weeks. Um, so the way, like I said, with the browsing aspect of it, it, just even the people who came for something specific, there was a certain like, hey, I'm here for this, but did you get this in? You know what I mean? Like, did you get that new Legends wave or, or whatever it happens to be? So what ended up happening is I just started getting lots of cardboard boxes and pulling stuff off the walls. So my sections were completely bare and every section just had a big old cardboard box and then maybe like three cardboard boxes in the middle. 
and we would literally, okay, you're into Marvel Legends. Here's a giant box of loose Marvel Legends, or here's a DC, you know, all loose DC figures or Star Wars figures or what it happened to be. So we would just bring the store to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they would stand in the doorway and we would, okay, you know, I, you know, I know the customers pretty well. So you're into legends. Okay. Here's our big box of all our loose legends, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and you feel free to browse through them and find things you want, but it's still obviously not the ideal way to run the store. Right. <laughs> um, but it, but it definitely was better than not running the store at all. Right. In a way it was kind of like, being at a convention and the guys that have the boots where there's boxes under the tables. It was like your whole store was the box under the table. And sometimes, exactly, exactly. sometimes that's the best stuff you found. Like I, I, I found this Peter Parker spectacular Spider-Man from 73 for a dollar. Cause it was the box under the table. Yeah. So, so for people used to kind of that digging experience, it wasn't that much different and you were still there for conversations. And I know, uh, I was there yesterday. Everyone still has the masks in the store, but yes. there's um, your store has like social distancing where there's like a person in each aisle with a mask on. And <laughs> yeah, that's that, how you can continue the conversation. That's, that's kind of how we do it. The, the, again, we go by the, the, the state of Illinois governor's orders and the way it is phrased at the moment is we're allowed to have people in. And when you can't, you know, we need to have masks because of our size, because it's really hard to do, true full social distancing here um and then we're allowed like 3.7 people in the store at a time i think is by our square footage um but you know so, so you go by weight seven, yeah right right well i always i always make the joke when when like you know parents and the kid walk in well i mean that kid's a half so we'll count him as 0.5 <laughs> right. and uh you know and, and also we've been fudging i mean honestly like we've been fudging households a little bit so if like we have two people from the same household and two people from another household. We will let that other per that one person in, but we do encourage, we keep, you know, try and keep people, like you said, in the three major sections of the store separated from each other during conversation and things like that. And people have been very courteous about, well, this person wants to check out right now. So I'll take myself off the counter. I'll back away for a minute. And so it really hasn't been a problem. We've only really run into anti-maskers once. And it was, it was, that was an interesting situation, but, um, and you figure people that are buying the majority of superhero figures wouldn't have a problem with masks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain inherent value to the mask. <laughs> yeah. Although the masks have also taught me how poorly a mask covers a secret identity because every time I come into the store, I go, yeah, there's Mike, you're wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, look, I'll, I can see you. his eyes. <laughs> Honestly, it's all about eyes now. And that's what yeah. I've had to do. I'm trying to learn people's eyes. And I've had to apologize to customers that have been coming in for three or four years. Hey, you know, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Mr. Wayne's. Let me know if you have any questions. And then I take a second look and I go, wait a minute. Is that you, Jim? You know, <laughs> again, I, right. I literally have to, you know, have play that game with people too. And, it, and everyone's been pretty cool about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, which means well, that no one from Cobra cool. is covering their identity whatsoever. No. Every Cobra right. agent, it's like, is that you, Jim? Why are you in Cobra? Because I'm trying to make Cobra great again. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if, if Domino masks were to come into fashion, I'd be completely screwed because you cover them with the bottom of the face, the eyes. do anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seriously. That's why I always like uh, Green Arrow with a mask on never made sense. How many guys have that goatee? You know what I mean? Yeah, really. like a blonde, luscious goatee, and it's like, you know, he's like a super rich guy in the city. People know him, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, getting on TV in both sides of the the equation there, you know? Right. You know what? That was my problem with the TV show, Errol, when it came out. I'm like, where's his long, luscious goatee? Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. You, yeah, you run your eight seasons by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, Mike, how has business been once you reopened? Well, when we officially reopened with masks and everything on May 29th, that was the day we were allowed to do that. And um, those first couple days were absolutely outstanding. There was a there was a, a release of the floodgates. You know what I mean? People had been sitting in their homes for two months, just itching. You know, especially you know, collectors are not exactly the most patient bunch of people, me included. You know what I mean? Like we we want our stuff when it like if something's out and we don't have it in our hand yet. That that kind of freaks you out. You know what I mean? So there was definitely a lot of people showing up just because they needed something. They needed to buy something new because. Um, the people were still buying a little bit, but the, the biggest sentiment I heard was that people were sick of buying on Amazon and eBay. Like it's, it's a convenient thing here and there, but when you take away the stores completely, all of a sudden you start to appreciate the, the hunt a little bit more. You start to appreciate the social side of it a little bit more. You know what I mean? I think one of the greatest things that happened on that first day we were open is a guy had ordered a, uh, a Roddy Piper action figure from us and he just came, you know, he paid for it and he came to pick it up on the first day of curbside. And he sat down and we were talking for a while. And I said to him after, I said, oh man, you know, we've been, we've been sitting here BSing and I haven't even like, like, do you want me to bring you a box of figures or something to look at some wrestling figures? He goes, honestly, man, I'm just so glad you're not a five-year-old that I'm talking to right now. Cause he'd been stuck yeah. in his house so long right. with his kids just needed the social side of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that was, that was really interesting to see kind of how it exploded right off the bat. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there's no flea markets, there's no cons, there's no toy shows, there's nothing going on for the collector at the moment or at that moment. And really not still to this day, there's, there's still no cons. We don't have wizard world this year. All the toy shows have been canceled. I heard that flea markets are coming back, but still that's not the ideal toy collecting situation. So right. we initially had a very large boom um, on that. And, and I think um, some of that continued for a while because I think we had people who hadn't necessarily shopped here too much in the past. Maybe since we'd been like all of a sudden, like there's this explosion and people need their toys. You're seeing more posts on Facebook about it and things like that. So we actually got some new customers out of it as well. Uh, which was something I never expected, you know, but I mean, as of, as of the last like week or so, things have kind of gotten a little bit more back to normal, which is, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's nice to not see people freak out anymore over things, you know, like it's not as much of the compulsion anymore as as much as just like things are kind of returning to normal. And that's, that's great. Yeah. You're the first person I've heard use the word normal in the last well, couple of months. So it gives me so much hope to think that, oh, there might be a normal. We yeah, might, we hope so. We might. We hope so. Now, did anything, sh- did any collecting shift? Because there was such a pause in production and we're just now, and we'll get into what's coming out, what was supposed to come out, um, what's how announcements have happened. That's all been completely disrupted. But because we had kind of that two or three month break of new stuff coming out, did you start to see a shift in certain vintage toys starting to go? I know personally I got into 
um, Spawn once the Kickstarter happened and I started collecting those old ones. And then when um, I started finding the guy, uh, Triple Fiction Productions, who makes the 3D printed Enterprise uh, sets, mm-hmm. the Star Trek sets, I started getting the old Playmate stuff. But I know that's, that was a personal thing. What have you seen in your customer base have started to rise and started to fall since quarantine? Well, one thing I did, I, I was, okay, so supply chains, to say they've been messed up is, is the biggest understatement in the world. I mean, it is, it's been practically, or at least during that time, it was practically impossible to get anything. I, I won't say I freaked out, <laughs> but what <laughs> I did is I really started looking for people's, like people who are looking to get rid of their collections. You know what I mean? Like what, what is something I can have? So on the day I open, my store is not going to look like it did on the day I closed because there was nothing new coming. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a done issue as far as shipping went. So I ended up buying a bunch of uh, old Toy Biz Marvel stuff, uh, a lot of DC Direct, um, the old figures, the old crisis figures and things like that. And uh, honestly, I never thought they would sell. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I got them just for the fact that there'd be new stuff on the shelves. Um, because you know, every comic book shop you go into has old Infinite Crisis figures on, on the shelves. You know what I mean? They're not like hot figures. But I think from to go uh, back to what you were saying, I think that because there was no new DC stuff coming out, and there's no new Marvel shipments, at least to the specialty stores, that people started to just look and go, oh man, I never even thought about how cool this old Booster Gold figure is or Batwoman figure or whatever it happened to be. And I think that was something that I, I, I never saw coming that, that people would want to go back to the older stuff just to kind of fill the void of the stuff that wasn't coming out. Yeah. And in a way, I think um, the, the supply chain breaking down and I know you told me that just stuff is showing up randomly at the store, that you're getting partial orders, you're getting stuff that you thought would come in two, two months later, you're getting stuff that was supposed to come in last month. I think that has kicked up the hunt. I've been seeing that with the, the G.I. Joe set, mm-hmm. G.I. Joe Classified, which is basically Marvel Legends G.I. Joe, which is something that collectors have been waiting for really since Hasbro got the Marvel license. Oh, Absolutely. But, but I've noticed how hard they are to find. It's just the first wave, but there's no major retail. And not only you got a shipment in that flew out mm-hmm. and uh, you're not sure when the next shipment's coming in. And I feel like that anticipation, it's almost like um, Steve and I were talking about shows like Picard and Mandalorian going once a week instead of having the, the season to binge. Yeah. And because of that, because you had to only see an hour a week, you spent that week talking about it, watching it again, thinking mm-hmm. about it, uh, instead of being completely satisfied by the season and honestly, it leaving your brain as soon as you watch something new. Yeah, exactly. And I, it seems like that's starting to happen in toys again just because the numbers of figures that people expected aren't out there. So are you seeing more yeah. anticipation coming from your customers about hey when is this coming out oh i i really want to get this now can you put this down are you seeing more of that i i I would say yes i mean i think it's a mix between anticipation and lack of patience (laughs) a little bit you know what i mean not to say that i mean and and not what i mean to say is that because the shipping lines have kind of broken down a little bit people have ordered stuff in february and january are kind of getting to the point of when is this stuff going to be here you know what i mean it was supposed to show up in march and it's like well that's a, <laughs> that's a that was a dicey time you know yeah um, and, it's a and different think, world yeah exactly and I, I think the other side of it is is 
people want to now I want to phrase this right. They, 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 I don't want to say that people are compulsive, <laughs> but the fact that there isn't something in front of them right now that they can purchase leads them to buying whatever they can, you know, to finding something else they're into. So I would say, and then, so like with the new announcements and things like that, people feel like they're buying it right now just by putting in the pre-order, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, yeah. So I would say there's definitely, uh, people are jumping on things a lot more than they were before this. Yeah. And that's a great segue to, um, what's going on now is we're seeing more and more of these Kickstarter things start to happen. And then last two days, I think um, Marvel announced a new Sentinel, which is like two and a half feet tall. It's twice the size of the Sentinel they did. Are you both getting one? I've ordered one. (laughs) He ordered his, I I don't think I want to get my hands on him. I wish they, they, there's a Hasbro pulse thing and it's just hard to get your hands on. You, you do have 45 days left to order it for the shower. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But it's going to have to be. The thing is, the, by the time I order from Hasbro Pulse, I almost have to bury it in my backyard because I'm going to have to charge, like, you know what I mean? You're going to have to up yeah. that price a little bit. Right, yeah. for you to make any money on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah right so, now, Big Bad Toy Store is charging $150 over, and they have a, a note on it that says, we are doing this for people that don't have access to Hasbro Pulse. Yes, yes. Because uh, Hasbro Pulse only ships to the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I think it is going to be another spawn story where they've or they already announced a master mold head alternate head, which for me meant means, Oh, I don't have to get rid of my old sentinels. Yeah. Right. Now, now the regular sentinels can be 16 inches tall and the master mold can be 26 inches tall. If I had 26 inch sentinels and then the 15 inch sentinels, I was the smallest kid in class. That's not a great place to be. <laughs> like the X-Men already cut right through Sentinels. If you're a shrimpy Sentinel, yeah, you're you, have, you have so much mechanical self-esteem issues to work through. But the fact that it's Master Mold. And then today they came out and said, uh, they announced the next stretch goal at the moment they met the next stretch goal. So yeah, said, yeah. Oh, by the way, here's your battle damage head and your battle damage hand. Yes. Now, and does, now there's rumors if they hit another stretch goal that they, they might make it talking. I mean, these are rumors. I don't want to start yeah. any rumors on this podcast, but this is what I've heard. And that is that there's uh, the the idea of actually make giving it sounds and stuff like that, you know. Which makes sense. So <laughs> you, and I, you and I talked about that yesterday because the Marvel Universe, the one that's 16 inches, does have sounds. The yeah. only thing the, the original version has that the new nice version doesn't have. Uh, I think it would be really, really cool if it had dialogue from the X-Men animated series from the 90s Fox show. Because the Millennium Falcon I have, the ultra deluxe Millennium Falcon, has dialogue from A New Hope. It has like Mm -hmm. Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness and Harrison Ford all talking. It's not just sound effects. So if you can have the rights to A New Hope, you can have the rights to these seven Canadian guys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Episodes in the 90s. But, like, how much would you want the Sentinel to go, this one's for you, Morph? Oh, you want the Sentinel to say, like, the X-Men's lines? I, I oh, want to yeah. say everybody's lines. I want, it to, I want it to say, you will take Senator Kelly's brain and replace it with a computer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the least scientific thing I've ever heard a robot say. Yeah. <laughs> it was 90s. I want it to do everything. And it's, it seems like, whereas with the Spawn one, by the end of it, Todd McFarlane was just trying to make stuff up. And he yeah. was like, um, how about blast accessories? Um, how about that head goes on that body and that head goes, but how about I sign them all? I don't know. Yeah, right. 
and then well, it's the a good thing place is with, to get to when they run out of ideas to throw in with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they've kind of given you everything you want and more. The, uh, yeah, the yeah. thing that really sold will be next. They put a rogue figure with it and then yeah. everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, they put the Bastion figure and that's what knocked yeah. me over. I was like, our ID level jerky vil- Marvel villain, I am always there for that. It's one of the reasons that the Spider-Man waves are my favorite waves. Um, I have a Hydro Man right next to me right now. Yeah, he's a dummy. <laughs> I yeah, he's such a chump. I just reread. He he's a chump. I reread his original issue, which Denny O'Neill wrote. It's Denny O'Neill and Jeremy Jr. It's like A level guys, and it's still like yeah, he's Sandman. <laughs> like right, yeah. Spider Man's yeah. just like you're just Sandman. You're a dope, but here he no, is, mentally. and he was worth the twenty bucks that I gave he's my great. for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the fact that this sentinel i was a little disappointed i was like oh i have sentinels i have galactus like i want a danger room i i want the baxter building i want crazy kirby machines i want yeah. a play set i i always wanted peter parker's apartment that had a skylight and like uh-huh. stuff that blew up on his roof and i got the ghostbusters firehouse to do that yeah. but uh, like I've always wanted a real Marvel playset, and I was like, oh, this guy again!" But they've made it so enticing. And Jesse yeah. Falcon even said they did a um, Facebook video, which you can see on our Facebook page. And he's like, "This is something we couldn't physically get into retail." Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, like, it's like you know, I can't imagine what the box and shipping for this thing is going to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, shipping is included in the price. Yeah, because you're paying hundreds of dollars for yes. it. Yes, I'm paying, yeah, yeah so. it's $350 for this. Episode. Yeah, it's like, of course shipping is included. They'd never sell them otherwise. Yeah. Well, that, well Big Bad Toy Store, even the note on the webpage said, guys, it's going to be a lot of shipping. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't even say what it was. It's yeah. not included in the price. They're like, basically, Big Bad Toy Store, their page for the Sentinel is, guys, look, um, we all like this, so we bought some. Right, <laughs> we're gonna do our best. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't ship until 2021, so God knows what the shipping rates are gonna be by that point. Yeah, yeah. really. If the post office will even still be around. Yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. be back to using horses. No, it just no. Might that's be more what, effective. That's when the Ali, depending on where the world's at. Yeah, well, that's right. when the Amazon drones really take over. Right. <laughs> well, Mike. The thing about that Sentinel, too, is that uh, Mar- if Hasbro likes doing one thing, it's reusing pieces. And when they're making something that big, the question is, what else are they going to do with the pieces? Because I'll tell you, when that first thing came out, the first time I saw it, the Walgreens exclusive thing, I said, get ready for four more things because they are not going to just let this mold go away. And within a year or within six months, we had another thing. And I bet we have a lady thing coming. I bet we got every kind of thing coming. Right. So it makes me think that maybe they'll remold them into a Galactus or excuse me, or something like that. Yeah, you know which mean, makes sense because the Marvel Universe Sentinel is Galactus. Exactly. They sculpted you know, Galactus and then they put that, it's got like a rubber chest piece over the Galactus symbol. So yeah. Yeah, and those are the two big Marvel guys. It's like, you can talk about Celestials, but are people going to pay for that? No, no, no. See, I think this is Galactus is a good way to get some use out of the molds mm-hmm. and get another figure out there. Again, $350 and then incentives, you know, same situation. But That'll come with a Fire Lord. Yeah, right. right. But, but, but this time they don't have to start from scratch with it. This time they've already got the pieces to start with. I mean, it, 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 they. I, I just can't imagine them not doing that at this point. 
Yeah, right. I think the sculpture use, me and John talk about it all the time, is you can kind of always predict what figures are coming based on whatever sculpt they've gotten got figured out. And yes. as soon as they did the, um, they did Vulture, the classic Ditko Vulture, I was like, oh, okay, cool, Falcon's coming. Yeah. Because Falcon needs an update, and they've they figured out the wings. They did the same thing when they did the six-armed Spider-Man. I'm mm-hmm. like, how many other uses can we do out of this? And sure enough, six months later, we got... Uh, Doppelganger. Star, doppelganger, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah we, we would like not have gotten Doppelganger thing. any other way. Yeah. Maybe it's like a Build-A-Figure, but then, you know, it's like once they crack that six-arm torso, I yeah. was just like, spirals coming out of this. They're going to do everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to figure it out. They're, they're a smart company like that. I mean, yeah. every, I'd say every female Marvel Legends figure for the last, what, five years has been on one of two bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? But the they've all is. worked because when it's just a musculature and a costume, mm-hmm. right. you don't feel ripped off. And it's there's a certain type of genius to that. And I don't know how they cracked it because Marvel Universe got really boring after a while. The, the four-inch line, you're like, I've, uh, I've seen this body, seen this body, seen this body. And you got to kind of tired of it. With Marvel Legends, we're not getting tired of it. Maybe because those bodies are engineered so much better. And, um, and they're so solid. But I'm like, oh, yeah, the Kitty Pride makes sense to be – Gene Gray with this other part. Um, like, I'm not mad. Like, the Toy Biz days, they, they used to be a lot more individual sculpting. I'm shocked when I go through my old DC Directs, and I'm like, oh, my God, every one of these was an individual sculpt? Yes. But, but half of them don't work. Like, the articulation doesn't work, or they break. Right. So it's like, I'd rather have these six bodies that all work, and that's how I get my spy master. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I'm with you on that. I understand it. Um, um, and he, you know, I'm a big DC collector, and the, the way with the the DC classics, the DC Universe classics. I mean, what? There's probably four bodies there. Yeah. The only one who got his own body was Golden Pharaoh. You know, he was the only one with his a pretty like unique mold. Yeah, I, everybody it, else. I mean, but like generally, they were the same thing. Exactly. If you do, if you do good molding on them, you're you're good to go. If you can figure out a way to make that orig- that buck body look like everybody else, you're fine. Uh, it's just that I hope that doesn't keep them from updating in the future. Like the things they did with this classified line, like oh my god, the drop down hips and like it's just like these figures are amazing. Yeah, I'm seen- just hoping there's some intercommunication in Hasbro to make sure that the Marvel people are talking to the GI Joe people and they're talking to the Star Wars people because. Mm-hmm you got a good way to make an action figure. Just make your action figures that way. (laughs) Yeah, and they've been good about that. I mean, even going back to the Toy Biz days, you could see in the early Marvel Legends wave when Lord of the Rings took off, they were like, oh, we know how to make capes now. You know, and then with, as Marvel Legends took over, it was like, oh, we can make Frodo super articulated. And they, they, the rising tide did raise all boats. And I think what they're doing with, um star wars black i think um they picked up the digital scanning that the mcu movies were starting to use yeah. like all this and that's what really impresses me because when they did like infinity war was when you started to see the digital scans i'm like okay well you have the actors on set you know in between takes you you step into a gentle giant booth they scan them they you move on but then mm-hmm. black started to do it with like harrison ford from 1979 and yeah basically they just updated that program to work with scans instead of a 3d scan. And then you started to just see that back and forth where all of a sudden all those, all the star Wars are starting to get 
digital scans along with the Marvel Universe. So I do think that what's happening in G.I. Joe, and I haven't seen any uh, up close yet, I do think that the way they're doing the straps and the way they're doing the engineering and I'm sure the way they're doing holsters and weapons carry over. You're going to start seeing a, you're, you're probably going to see a new Punisher in a year. Yeah, I was just going to say, we'll probably get a new Punisher if it's yeah. guns and straps and stuff. It's like, he's your guy or they'll do like a ridiculous Deadpool. Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get I a really Deadpool on that Snake that. Eyes buck. The, the, the rumor is, I haven't had it in hand yet, but the, the new retro Spidey from the Marvel Legends retro line has the, the good hips and the drop down so you can get a little more dynamic. But I also heard they took out some of his, I don't know if it was waist or his ab crunch, one of those like big ones they took away. And it's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, so. I, I would, I have not seen those yet. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the waist swivel is gone because I was just looking at Dark Beast who has <laughs> the, he has the crunch and he has the, the chest swivel and there's no yeah. waist swivel. Because mm, yeah, yeah. effectively, you could turn the chest to kind of give them those poses. That that's more of a DC direct or DC direct slash DC collectibles kind of thing to do. Yeah, know? yeah, it's like an icons thing. Yeah, 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 very yeah. much. Yeah. So, uh, so Mike, when something happens like the Sentinel, does does that to use a phrase I already used? Does that tide raise all boats? Do you get more people thinking like, well, I got to get the Sentinel, so that means I got to get. Now I need to get Dr. Doomer. I need to get, does that help your store or does, is that, or is that like a high ticket item that your store is not going to get unless you t- pay retail? We, we, it, it, I think it helps. Um, Cause you get, well, one thing with Marvel legends collectors that I've always thought is very fun is we'll go back to the Sentinel as an example. You remember it was like a week into quarantine and they showed the leg unpainted leg. Yes, right. You remember that? Yes. That day, I got seven emails asking if I had it in stock. <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't even painted. That's that was. I was very carefully responding to emails, trying uh, to be too smart with people, you know. Right. But like, yeah. hey, look, that was just an announcement of something that's gonna come. But like, yeah, then whenever there's an announcement like that, something big, we instantly get calls asking if they're in stock. Wow. So with that in mind, yes, people call the store. We got them on the line. No, we don't have that, but we have this, you know, or that kind of thing. Or hit us back. We should have it in a couple months, you know, that kind of thing. Um. So yeah. I, I think that any kind of big thing definitely just gets traffic to the store. Yeah, that's yeah. People don't realize that it takes a year for a figure to go from announcement to production, oh, yeah. and yeah. and that that's literally just defining the scope, doing the tooling, doing the painting, getting it approved, sending it to China. It comes back from China. Like <laughs> it, it, it's always this push and pull. It's like teaser trailers. Yes, you want to get the word out as early as possible. But by getting the word out as early as possible, you make the wait a lot longer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then people forget. You know what I mean? They, they, I, I don't know how many times I've been talking to somebody in the store. They get a notification on their phone from Big Bad or something like that. And they're like, oh, this is shipping. I completely forgot I ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? John? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a good amount of us. Yeah, I, yeah. I, forget, I forgot about the Walmart Black Widow till she showed up, and right, you had said that these things just show up at your house. And it was a like, delight. Oh, yeah. It was a delightful yeah. surprise. You know what? In these days of quarantine, people don't just show up at my door. Right. Yeah, those days are gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I just moved. They don't know where my door is. Right. <laughs> but but you know what? Marvel Legends do. Marvel Legends knows. Marvel yeah, Legends. They, they know. Yeah, they know they, exactly where to find you, John. They got the address <laughs> no. notification immediately. 
for the GI Joe figures, how many did they do? Just a, like one wave of them so far. So, so far, but one, they've announced a second. Yes. Who is so the, the second wave? wave is well, the second wave is going to be the Red Ninja. It's going to be Cobra Commander, and it is oh boy, it is um gung ho, and then. To, to they did a separate figure that's being released alongside the wave, just parallel to the wave, which is what they're calling a profiteer. Uh, what is it? Pro- profiteer director Deathstroke. It's PD, you know, because they apparently don't want to put Pimp Daddy on uh, kids' toys. Yeah, but it's so, a Pimp Deathstroke. Pimp in the, the fur coat and the that's briefcase great, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, the one thing that surprises me about them, and maybe because they're planning a lot of variants, is they've had several there they've had several opportunities for switchable heads that they haven't taken like yeah snake eyes doesn't have his classic first appearance head which had the goggles which i liked more even as a kid cobra commander doesn't have the hood as well as the faceplate so i think yes. they're um maybe what? they're hedging their bets and planning on this line being the next star wars black where they're jumping all around the timeline and releasing whatever they want I think that's a little more what you're talking about. I think uh, like the I I would imagine we're gonna get a Cobra Commander Baroness two pack maybe something like that that you're gonna see the other head. You know what I mean? I think that's what they'll do. I don't yeah. think we're gonna see like again like you said more like Black Series than because I mean how many Kylo Rens are in the Black Series? You have the unmasked one, you have the masked one, you have the you know the the Last Jedi one, you have the the Rise of Skywalker. Well, you know what I'm saying? They're all different versions as a, and a, and instead of making it so you can change them in and out. I mean, they're, the Hasbro is not Mayfax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to Well, like, they're also not charging like, hey, 90. Sorry, we're re-releasing this figure. We're going to do that. You know, we're going to add another gun that you can put with your other figure. No, they're not going to. They're just going to release the figure again. They're yeah. also not, not charging 90 for one character. That's a good point. That That's a good point. Has, but like, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at the, the Luke Hoth X-Wing suit from empire yeah. which is a totally different x-wing suit than the first one because it's all padded out mm-hmm. and it has a removable helmet but he's wearing like a head sock and i'm like wait a minute like all my memories of luke are him on dagobah like in the swamp with the mm-hmm. helmet off and his hair out wearing this thing there's yeah. no switchable head for that but i'm sure it, you're right i'm sure it's sculpted and that's probably what they're doing the greatest thing in the world this week with quarantine now that we're not having san diego we're getting these leaks here and there and here and there and as we said we've also had the opportunity to go back and kind of check things out that we might have passed over mike what's been your favorite toy since quarantine happened that i've gotten myself or that's been released that you've gotten yourself that you've put in the store to sell or that you've just heard about happening What's the thing that got you most excited toy-wise? Well, um, I, I think, well, I think there's a couple different questions there. I think for me personally, there were a couple of things missing from my collection. So during quarantine, during those two months I was off, I, when I opened the store, I stopped displaying my figures just due to time. I just never had time to do anything with it. So I, the first day of quarantine, I looked around and I had probably almost 200 figures that needed to be opened. So I spent, yeah, I spent my first, yeah, well, I spent the whole two months just setting up figures and doing uh, dioramas and things like that. Um, And in that time, I did notice I had a couple missing pieces and I had to order some stuff on up on eBay, which I got some cool stuff that was, you know, it's not like the 
you know, people are going to like kind of scoff at this, but like there's a Justice League Cyborg San Diego pack and I managed to track that down on eBay and I was really excited because I passed it up at every Comic-Con I've been to because like eh, price isn't just quite right for me. It's $5 too much or something. So Was that from the movie? Um, yes, yes. Okay. So it's him and he comes in a mother box. Oh, I really, I was really excited to get that. And then the Joker, this one people are really going to scoff at, but from Suicide Squad, the Joker Panda Bear 2 pack that comes in a cereal oh, right. box. Yeah, yeah, I got that. And I was I was very happy about that. Um, as far as the stuff that like that came to the store, the the greatest thing I got after quarantine was uh, I I had a, a customer who saw that the prices of the Batman the animated series stuff was going up, and he was like, "Hey, look, I got it. I could use the dough." And I said, "You know what? Let's let's do it." So I bought his one hundred percent complete Batman the animated series collection. Wow. Yeah, we were- oh, man, it's. Probably got about half of it left. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday in the shop. That is starting to shoot up. Mine is mostly complete. None of it's in the package. And I ended up selling you my bat plane because I realized uh, there is no house I will ever own that has appropriate you're not, place. You're going to have a bat plane room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's right. the funny Seriously. thing. I bought that bat plane from Steven when he that's owned right, a shop. Yeah. And then when I, when I, I did have it hanging up, I think. Or maybe we had two and you bought. I think you had two and I bought the one in the package. Yeah. Yeah, we had a display model up and it was awesome. And that, that's, I mean, that's the only way you sell that thing is by exactly. <laughs> suspending it ours, from the roof. We had ours on the back counter and it mm. just was ridiculously bigger than the back it's counter. Enormous. It's like yeah, it was enormous. Out the wings on both sides. You know, yeah. always having to tell people, oh, "Be careful!" It's, you know. <laughs> right. It yeah. is. It is absurdly large, but it is as as awesome as it is large. It is incredible. Yeah, DC when collectibles he, went a little nuts in that line where they were. Oh yeah, first, they, they made everything. Yeah, when they started, they were like, "We're making everybody, and we're making everybody twice from both designs." And then when they started making the accessories, they just went berserk, and they're like, yeah. "Not only the figures are are." Uh, probably 50% larger than the Kenner figures were. So the vehicles are like 50% larger than the Kenner vehicles, but also the Kenner vehicles were all scaled down. Like yeah, you could only get Batman in the Batmobile. He, there was no passenger seat. And they were like, nope, we're doing it full scale. Here's a full They're Batmobile. Six inch scale. The, the yeah. vehicles are true six inch scale. So, I mean, the Batmobile is, is what, two and a half feet long? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it it's, a good, it's a good, like, 10 inches wide. Yeah, it's like 32 yeah. inches long. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy. <laughs> and as someone who collected the Kenner stuff, like, that was my big collection back in the day, you know. Yeah, mine it's too. To actually have it to be true scale. Like, the, the Batwing especially, as much as we were just talking about how it's too big, like, the other one's too small. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just right. didn't work, you know. Um, the, 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 the true six-inch scale stuff – I think is great for collectors. It's because you're not, you might sell a couple to kids, you know what I mean? But like the TIE fighters, things like that. Um, it's, it's amazing to actually have like, so if you have the room and, and the desire to actually have like a full size, real light, like scaled TIE fighter or Batwing or Batmobile, these things are amazing. And now the question is, when is GI Joe going to start doing it? Oh, I'm terrified. Right. right full-scaled vehicles from G.I. Joe, and if they start even talking about a USS flag, I'm out. I'm so out. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think the... Cause You'd that have was to the live in did when we were kids, right? They had the big aircraft carrier. Yeah, it was, it was like... It was, what was it, nine feet long? Something like that, yeah. I mean, I never had it, and we, we had rumors, you know? But I just can't imagine... There was a kid in every class who said he had it, and that kid was always lying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think that kind of stuff, you know, they did Jabba's Barge 
And mm-hmm. I think it's like, that it'll was, be the same kind of venue. They'll do it through, you know, Kickstarter or whatever. So well, that that's what this Haslab is, that the program they created for the sail barge is how they're doing the Sentinel. Yeah. So, yeah. So there is a lot of discussion. And that's the interesting thing was I was in Target this morning and the only Star Wars Black they had was the TIE Fighter pilot. And I was like, why would I buy this pilot? It, that doesn't have a TIE fighter. It's one thing if it's, if it's Luke and he got out of the X-Wing and he talked to Yoda in that suit. But I'm like, the only time you ever saw this guy was in the ship. And then I went, oh, yeah, they made that ship. Yeah, they made right, that right. ship. Because <laughs> you can get it, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm they're, they're not. They're huge. But, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, but Joe. But that's the thing. G.I. Joe and Star Wars, the reason they were that smaller scale was because the figures were the lost leader. They made all their money on the big vehicles right. and play sets. And really, the, what, the reason we've gone up to six scale is one of the reasons is because superhero accessories don't sell. The play sets and the vehicles are usually not iconic. One of the reasons Batman always does well is you can sell a car and you can sell a Batcave playset and you can sell mm-hmm. a plane. But Spider-Man is a perennial and Spider-Man's always just in a suit jumping off buildings. Yeah. So kind of the genius was like, let's make the core figure nicer and more expensive. I mean, when Toy Biz started, they were five bucks and they were mm-hmm. trying to sell you the Wolverine Jeep that claws came out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you all remember that famous episode of the animated series of Wolverine <laughs> with his claw jeep? He did have that yellow jeep. And he, he mostly jeep, like but he didn't have a he, fucking claws come out of it. He mostly <laughs> just told Cyclops to go to hell and then drove around in that jeep. Yeah. But that and jeep that was sounds, in there. It sounds more like a He-Man vehicle, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, it does. but that's the thing with this true six-inch scale, as we're saying, we're getting the best sculpts ever. We're getting the greatest articulation. Um, the successful lines like DC Universe and Batman the Animated Series and Marvel Legends, we're getting a really deep character bench, but they're not engineered for giant play sets. You know, the HasLab we're getting is a character. Like a Sentinel's big, but a Sentinel's a character. It's not right. yeah. it's it's not the Baxter building. It's not the X Mansion. We're not engineered for that, but Judge Joe was built around that. And I think it not having vehicles is the more the deeper they get into characters, the more we're gonna people are gonna start asking, like, where's the vamp? Where's the where's the motorcycle? Where's the sky striker? Yeah. And I think small things like, like the motorcycle is probably a great place for them to start. You know what I mean? Just do it to, 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 to be able to have an accessory for them to go on. And you kind of like, as a kid, you can kind of, you know, running around the carpet and everything. I think that could sell well, but I mean, you're not going to be selling a, you know, a, a, a base to a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? That's going to go to a collector. That's right. it's not going to, you know, I mean, it's going to go to a really lucky kid or, but yeah. generally it's <laughs> yeah. going to go to a, you know, it's going to go to a 35 year old man who's going to set it up in his, you know, living room and, you know, and hide it from yeah. his wife. <laughs> 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 or try anyway. Try, or in my, yeah, or in my case, get another apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get the apartment across the hall, you know, <laughs> it's just the, yeah. the, the legends apartment. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm trying to convince my wife that we don't need a house anymore. They'll just get two apartments across the street like like friends, like, yeah. Joe, <laughs> like Joey and Rachel. <laughs> and then and we, then there's toys everywhere. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, I think my the thing I rediscovered, I didn't buy it during quarantine, but it's become a constant companion, is the Mafex Spider-Man. Uh, I cannot get over how mm. good that Spider-Man is. He's... She's Marvel Legends scale. Infinity War? The McFarlane version. 
No, oh, the, okay. the, yeah, yeah. No, the Mc, the McFarlane comic version uh, is he's got he's got everything. He's got everything a Spider-Man needs. He's got he's got the three hands that they always give the nice Spider-Man: the punching, the, punching. the web swinging, and the wall climbing. But the wall climbing and and as extra feet have magnets. So, like, I can have him on my refrigerator. He's got lots of webs. He's got a Peter Parker head. He's got a um, uh, an accessory mask so he can hold the mask when he's Peter Parker. It's yeah. a perfect McFarlane in a way that Marvel Legends has never quite nailed a perfect version of anybody. And it's it's so good that it's really made me look at the Jim Lee X-Men. And I'm like, oh, do I need the Cyclops? Do I need that? But what I did pull the trigger on was the McFarlane Venom because it was like, it, oh, it looks just as good and it goes in this line. And he also has magnets in his feet. <laughs> so they're both, they're both going on. But I, I think I got Spider-Man about a year ago and I didn't realize this until I packed stuff, moved it and unpacked it. Um, that Spider-Man's never not been on display. Mm-hmm. He, it's, and honestly, if they went full comic, like they're very focused on '90s right now. There's like a few X-Men and Spider-Man and Venom. But if they did, if they started doing like a Doctor Octopus and a Green a Goblin, Goblin yeah. or they started How do doing, you say no, yeah, they mm. or they did a Doctor Doom or a, a Hulk. It's like uh, I'm never gonna stop buying Marvel Legends. I know this, but if that's a second <laughs> line, I'm like I don't. I think I'm just too weak to to uh, to ward it off. It's it's hard. The second line thing is very difficult. I've been running into that with the McFarlane DC stuff right now. I'm really trying to make the decision of what I want to personally collect and what I don't want to, you know, because one, it's it's really good stuff, but it's had some serious problems out of the gate. Um, the scaling, number one, why is Batgirl the same height as Batman at the ears? That does not make any sense at all. You know, her head is three times bigger than Batman. It's head and it's supposed to be the same scale. But but really what it comes down to is do I want to look into the future at another 600 figure line, you know what I yeah, mean? Right. <laughs> when it's all said and done. And like, what am I going to do with that? I mean, I, I love I, the DC universe classics and the multiverse and the select sculpt and all that stuff that I collect. I love it. I'm not selling it. You know what I mean? It's, it's part of me, you know, but that stuff I look at is, do I want this to become part of me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I, it's I, tough. I only bought the Batman who laughs. Cause I was like, it's a new character. He's weirdly tall. Anyway, he'll go with the Mattels, but I haven't gotten any deeper. Although as I open this podcast by yelling at you, uh, the Mezcos are now a second line. Yeah. It's like, uh, God, you know, a Joker with a real coat. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have, you know, I have a commissioner Gordon that Greg Capullo of a Greg Capullo design. And I have a commissioner Gordon, a Mezco design. I'm like, yeah, I kind of need both. Yeah. Now, Steven, no, you, this year, before quarantine, you really we broke you. I think uh, last year actually. Yeah, but now I think that you I'm have, now in year two. Now that you have an Avengers, uh, and if this was a video podcast, you could see them. Yeah. Now that you have a Bronze Age Avengers, who has been the figure you've been most excited that's on your shelf, and, or that you know you're gonna have to buy. Well, the one I like the most, the, the one that probably broke everything was the, uh, the Alex Ross Avengers they did. They did Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. Which one of and the they, three of them really broke you? I think it's that Captain America is just like <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's like it couldn't be better. Um, and I think the one, the, the big miss that I don't have that they haven't updated yet is I want a yellow jacket really bad. And well, I that's think an old it's, figure. 
that old one's just garbage. But if they ever do an updated one, uh, that'll I'll just I'll go fucking bananas for that. <laughs> it's just like that's like my number one one. I they, think I want guys like Photon and Moon Dragon and Mantis, but it's like uh, nobody more than um, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, uh, they're making Iron Man, th- uh, Ant Man <laughs> three. So I think when right. you see a Paul Rudd Ant Man, it'll uh, well, that's I always probably say the like most a, natural place to drop it in there. I always say it's like inevitable. It's like if you ever think like about us to make this guy, <laughs> I think it's like the answer is yes. It's just when they're gonna remake all the figures that you know, like a classic Hercules would be awesome because that one from that original wave is just terrible. Yeah, but then the modern <laughs> one was amazing. Right, and that's why I don't get the modern one because I'm like, I know we're only a couple years from them taking the same body, slapping yeah. on a dress, <laughs> giving me classic Hercules, and I'm good to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, the, uh, the two-packs, the multi-packs, and the Hasbro Plus exclusives have been a goldmine for that kind of stuff. Yes. Like, like the Colossus. When they did the Colossus, I was like, oh, my God, this is a perfect Colossus. And he's in a costume that he wore for five minutes. And he's got a switchable head with a beard that I don't even remember. Yeah. And six months later, here he is fighting Juggernaut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that like, Juggernaut is just – and we already had a great Juggernaut. And they just gave us another great Juggernaut with that helmet <laughs> torn open. Yeah, it's which cool, is actually from a you. Spider-Man cover. Yeah. The, the problem with that Juggernaut, though, and the two-pack, his head sits too high. His helmets don't go down low enough to his shoulders. Um, uh, we've actually, in our custom department here, in our, our res- uh, restoration department, we've had a lot of those come in where we got to drummel out the neck a little bit to get him down to sit right. It, it just oh. he looks a little long neck. He looks a little giraffey. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Space between the helmet and the uh, and the suit, and there just shouldn't be. You know, it almost should look like it's bolted into the suit. You know. Sure. Yeah, it's because so, it's one unit. You know. Yeah. yeah. So we so, we had to do that a couple times um, uh, for people just to make it a look. But but I mean, in general, it's the same figure. You know what I mean? It's just right. a repaint of the, the the body. Sure. Yeah, exactly. he's redder instead of like the metallic color. Yeah, that brown know, that they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, how can people find your store online? I know there's several ways to, to reach you. Well, one way would be at our website, which is mrwaynespcc.com. That's Mr. Wayne's, and the PCC stands for Pop Culture Collectibles. Um, and another way would be that's all our social media as well, at Mr. Wayne's PCC. So, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, yeah, you can find us at the store or in downtown Westmont at 10 West Burlington Avenue, uh, Westmont, Illinois, 60559. And feel free to give us a call anytime at 331-903-6774. Take pre-orders. We can help you hunt down whatever you're looking for. Uh, we try to try to make as collectors ourselves. Our whole goal is to just get the right stuff in the right people's hands and then watch people leave with a big old smile on their face. That's That's really what we want to do here, so... Yeah, I would definitely recommend the Mr. Wayne's social networking feed. That's where I found out that uh, that you were open for curbside and that you were open uh, yeah. for people to come in. And I think both times I just got in my car because I <laughs> I don't see anybody anymore. And I, I know I know Stephen doesn't have a store anymore. Nope. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll tell you, I honestly missed people like and not like specific people as well as just the idea of having people around. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize how much these conversations that we have all day here at Mr. Wayne's are such a huge part of my life. It's not just about, it's it's really not just about, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I heard this, this expression recently and it was people over pennies. And I think the idea there is, is I didn't realize how much I missed 
the people and their opinions and what they thought about this new toy and what they thought about the arrow crossover and what they thought about the, the cider cut and all this, you know, all that coming out. I, it's, it's been so, it was hard not to have this in my life. And uh, I'm just so glad it's back and we can, we can do it again. So. Yeah. yeah it, the, uh, the whole thing we always said with the shop was it's a bar, not a comic book store. Uh, yes. I'm, yeah. A bartender and you people come in and they're there for this social interaction it's the number yes. one thing i miss about the store is just the the regulars coming in and just you know yeah. did you read this story from last week or that story or you know bsing about whatever and it's uh mm -hmm. it's awesome to have it back you know what i mean those like that's why that's why i think hopefully people appreciate the brick and mortar stores more than they do amazon or some of this other shit because it's like I don't go to the grocery store and talk to the guy behind the counter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. But it's like, we go to a toy store, we go to a comic book store. It's like, you just can't help talking to the guy behind the counter just about, you know, whatever's going on. And so it should be. It's, it's true social networking before yeah. social networking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's how do you, how do you get your opinions? How do you know what's going out there? How do you look somebody in the eye? And you know what I mean? That's the, the, the beauty of the shop versus the internet is when you're on the internet, you can troll people all day because you don't have to look them in the eye and, and back up right. your opinion. Somebody comes in here and has the craziest opinion. I don't care what it is. Spider-Man three was the best movie ever made. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. Let's back it up. Back it up yeah. man, you know what I mean? Tell me why, you know, you, and I think that's <laughs> you know, and Hey man, I, have to, I, I sit here and, and, and have to defend uh, DC movies all day. So I, I fall into it too. So I, right. I feel like I've got to back myself and then we're, we're a troll free environment. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but just, you know, Feel free to take the time to, to say why. Don't just, right. you know, don't just throw out things. Like, let's actually have a discussion. And that's the beauty of this, you know? Right. And uh, one of the reasons we started the podcast was we wanted to take that conversation that happened in these shops and figure out a way to, first of all, capture it so it wasn't just gone within the two, three people around. But also, uh, I've really learned to quarantine is give it to people that don't have that store near them or that store right. isn't open. So um, it's one Are of the reasons... You guys do a great job of that. I just wanted to th throw that out there. I mean, it's, it's a very natural conversation. You know what I mean? It does feel like when I listen to the podcast, it feels like we're just in the store talking. So it, it's great. That's yeah, good well, to hear. That's a perfect plug. Cause if, if you want to find us, if you just stumbled across us, uh, there are ways to talk to us, to get in touch with us, to tell us your opinions. I'm at not on my book on Twitter, and Instagram. That is the official captain comics, social networking feed. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash comics, where we post all the latest news. I've been posting a lot of pictures of that Sentinel lately. A lot of <laughs> videos that Jesse Falcon's making about that Sentinel. I saw the <laughs> meme. The yeah. Sentinel meme I liked. Yeah, there, uh, I just... <laughs> that meme is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the meme of the guy looking over his shoulder at the girls. Yeah, the new Sentinel and the old Sentinel. That's yeah. on there. I just posted a trailer for the new Star Trek animated series that's coming out from one of the Rick and Morty writers. Uh, which Ooh. I'm sure we will get. Oh, it's a Star Trek comedy show, right? It's a Star Trek comedy animated series in the style of Rick and Morty. Is, yeah. it the lower, is that what it's called? The Lower, lower Decks. Decks. Like yeah, that. it'll be on the CBS okay. All Access. But we didn't That's even get true. to that. But if you want to see it, it's on the Facebook channel and we'll get to it. Uh, that is a great way to get in touch with us. And Stephen, how do we find you? And how do you subscribe to the show if you only know Mr. Wins and this is the only time you've heard it? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, and you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 